is the Pacific Way podcast, bringing you stories that matter to the Pacific people. I refused to go. I I felt, look, this is a cyclone. It, it, you know, it's it's just part and parcel of living in the in, in the Pacific. It's it's part of our life, and no cyclone would chase me away. Known as the Rock of Polynesia, the tiny volcanic island of Niue is one of the largest coral islands in the world, with spectacular steep limestone cliffs along the coast and a central plateau. In January 2004, the worst cyclone in living memory hit Niue, flattening the capital and causing unprecedented damage to the island. The island's only hospital was destroyed, and other buildings, including homes, were damaged power and phone lines cut, many roads closed, and crops badly damaged. My name is uh, Rosalyn Pulhetoa Misiapo. I am the director of New Meteorological Service. I was working at the time uh, with my father, who was the former director of New Meteorological Service. And the two of us went through a very, very um, horrific experience at the time. The wind was howling. We, there was the extension at the back of the, the main office. There was uh, going to be a new building there. But then the, the roof blew off. But the winds uh, were out of control and there was no way that we could um, go out and, and evacuate from the, from the building because at the time we had reached uh, red alert. And during red alert, everything shuts down. But what was to come caught everyone off guard as 80-metre storm surges pounded the island. So my full name is uh, Tony Atta Edwards. My uh, role is the um, Chief of Police of uh, Niue and also the Director of the National Disaster Management Office. I think everyone was kind of complacent. To, it's just the normal strong winds coming in. Uh, we've been through this before. Um, there wasn't too much damage at the time. I think we're going to be okay. And, you know, and that was kind of the, um, the attitude that, you know, a lot of our people had at the time. Um, and they weren't expecting a, a major one uh, from Cyclone Hatta. So if you look over the, the, the cliff edge of, of Niue at this, at this, at this moment, um, we're quite high. And, you know, we could be about 50 metres from sea level. Um, but unfortunately that day, um, you know, the sea level was the same as land and you, we had extra two metre swells um, on top. So, you know, it was unexpected um, and, you know, and it caught out a lot of our people on the low side, um, coastal side of Niue. And while citizens were being evacuated to New Zealand, many others like Esther Paivi refused to leave. You know, I was, I was eight and a half months pregnant. There were other pregnant ladies at the time and New Zealand had sent through a Hercules to evacuate the, the, the injured and, and also the pregnant women. I refused to go. I, I felt, look, you know, this is a cyclone. It, it, you know, it's, it's just part and parcel of living in the, in, in the Pacific. It's, it's part of our lives. The only thing about this particular cyclone was that it was, it was enormous. It was huge. But I didn't go to New Zealand. I, I, wanted my child to be born here and no cyclone would chase me away. In the immediate aftermath of Cyclone Heta, it became evident to the first responders and government agencies 
of the need for a joint national emergency operations centre to prepare for future disasters. So I think the biggest uh, lesson that we've learnt um, from Cyclone Hatta is definitely around the coordination um, of um, you know what was actually done uh, during the cyclone. Um, you know, and that's starting from our structures and our processes and our systems. Um, <clears throat> and you know, and at the time, you know, we always felt that there needed to be a designated uh, centre uh, where it could be proper coordinated. Um, in terms of the, the, the process of a national council uh, to ensure that we can get that information disseminated out to village councils or all those involved. Uh, so we felt that it was important that um, there should be a centre to reflect that. Um, and taking the lessons learnt, um, and that was one of the biggest things that we needed to learn was how do we coordinate this better. The Pacific Community, or SPC's Building Safety and Resilience in the Pacific Programme, or BSRP engaged with Nguyen stakeholders to initiate the construction of Nguyen's first ever NEOC. The newly constructed facility has some very unique features. I am the Building Safety and Resilience Project Manager. I guess for, from, from, from our perspective, one of the things that we looked at was, you know, there is a, a need for space for people to come in and you know, coordinate operations. And this should be safe, there should be ample space. And also, there are, because in an operation center you have places where there needs to be communication, you know, there will need to be GIS work that is happening, there will also be reporting and so on. Um, and then we have these TV screens that are being provided to get the flow of information going to and froing. And then we also have the, beside that, we also have the police. I guess it's quite unique here in Niue because we have the police and NDMO together. I mean, in a sense, it's uh, strategic and realistic because it's, uh, it's a small country. Uh, these two um, you know, entities actually come together to deal with DRR and DRM in, in Niue. In October 2019, the new way Premier, Sir Toke Tufukia Talangi, along with invited guests, joined in the celebration as the National Emergency Operations Centre was officially opened. So for me, there is a feeling of accomplishment because it will be a building that will be used for years to come to coordinate, to end uh, responses and also to prepare for disasters during peace times. Not only that, because we are also coming to the end of a program that had been implemented for the last six years, the European Union-funded Building Safety and Resilience Project. So it's been running for the last six years, and um, after so many years of toing and froing discussions with uh, government officials, as well as the NDMO and the police, um, we've come to to this stage of the, the event where we are now opening the, the National Emergency Operations Centre for Niue. BSRP and the Niue NDMO also launched a disaster risk reduction and disaster management booklet and are conducting awareness trainings on the islands. And then we thought that we needed to do more awareness trainings and you know and it's, it's quite um, quite new for our people, but we had to get our staff out to go and do this awareness programs. 
So we merged with uh, MetService um, and all the essential services that has a, an important role to play during disasters. We involved them in it so that they could go out and share uh, what their roles and responsibilities are so that people would know. Um, because people really didn't understand what role police played or what role national disaster management played, what fire played and what paramedics played. So we had to make sure that we had these um, experts to go out and talk about you know, what is their role and responsibility. So that was one thing. Then we thought that we would create um, awareness uh, um, you know, booklets so that you know, it'll be easy for, for, for families to read. Um, they would understand you know, how to respond to, uh, to different uh, disaster. Um, so, you know, and we're happy that you know, we're able to um, have funding um, to, um, to, you know, to document um, all these uh, awareness stuff so that the community can have and read because it's not just for um, us as, a, as, a, as an agency that deals with uh, um, disaster but more so for communities, families so that they could read um, you know, what's in the booklet. So I find it that it's more easier for them to read uh, from these kinds of documents so that they understand that. For many new ends, they can now breathe a sigh of relief. I think it's about time that we have such a centre um, in place and I'm very appreciative and very thankful that the government has taken this approach to have the centre up and running. And in this way we can coordinate ourselves better uh, between Met Service and providing the, the, the weather information uh, because Met Service is a part of the Niue Disaster Council. As a Niuean living here with my family, I would feel safer knowing that uh, the response to an emergency or the response to a cyclone is well coordinated. You know, it's, it's, um, there's a purposely built building and um, it'll be a lot more easier in terms of logistics for people to be able to organise. The newly constructed Emergency Operations Centre can now ensure the people of Niue continue to endure through future natural disasters. You know, our people are quite resilient and uh, if I was to look at um, some of our people here, um, they're quite proud people and, uh, you know, they will always do everything to keep themselves equipped um, with uh, disaster equipment to ensure that they can go through any disaster. But that's how resilient they are. Um, but, you know, it's all added when we, um, when we give them tips or awareness, um, uh, education, so that they can understand. Um, and, you know, and they're quite, you know, they're quite resilient uh, most times. So I can appreciate that. The Pacific Way is made possible by the member states of the Pacific community. Additional support is also provided by the Government of Australia and the Government of France.